strings. To our God. Alright? Alright. We need the holy words peace. Peace be multiplied. God is good.
to hear what your godly parents are speaking. Well, now, a lot of you see right now that I, I'm in purple today. Now, this is Breast Cancer Month, isn't that right? Yeah. It's also Domestic Violence right. Month. Sometimes domestic violence gets hidden because breast cancer is so big. Every parent's nightmare, especially when you have daughters, every parent's nightmare is who that daughter is going to get involved with. Because no parents, no good father, no good mother, or good ones, I'm talking godparents, good godly parents, wants their daughters to be a part of domestic violence. And so, uh, our sons, or their sons get caught up in that. And so we, it is our responsibility to help them to make the better decisions to, uh, so that these things don't happen. Excuse me. My grandchildren don't even know that if one of them happened to be listening to all of this. I pray, this is true, every night, because I go outside and pray, because I got this thing about going outside and praying night on the bed, for my granddaughters to make the right decisions of who they put in their life and right. grandsons to make the right decisions who they put in their life because the worst thing, the worst news you could ever get is that one of your uh, granddaughters, in my case, or uh, in some of y'all's case daughters, or maybe granddaughters, to get in a domestic violent relationship. Right. And so we, we this, this, sort of, this program helps us to get understanding. It is not my position, right, to raise your children. I'm giving you information. It is your responsibility to raise your children. I'm just going to lead you into the Gospels where you can get the information to help the children give an ear to what the parents say and a parent to get the ear of what the Holy Spirit is telling them how to raise and to give that child information. So now, so some of you sitting here, you may say, I don't have any children. The Bible says that we are mothers to the motherless, fathers to the fathers. And always didn't have any biological children. And so uh, as, we, as we read that last week, I know that uh, those words that I used actually came from uh, the scriptures. And it started out in Proverbs. Remember, we read the proverb today, but I want to finish this. Proverbs 1, I'm starting at 8, and I'm going to skip around. I'm not going to go to 33 because there's too much information. And it starts out, so my son, pay attention to your father's guidance. If you are a good, sound, Christian father, you will give your son great guidance. That's right. It's your responsibility. Right. Amen. The Bible says, so my son, pay attention to your father's guidance, to your father's guidance. And you remember I've done a lesson once, I don't know how many weeks ago, a lot of, you can be a father, but are you fathering? So if you are a father and you're fathering, then you are giving your son great guidance. All right. Your guidance to give him guidance comes from the Holy Spirit. All right? And do not ignore what your mother taught you. And it goes on and says, don't, don't ignore what your mother has taught you. This is a two. This is what bothers me sometimes is when we get all caught up into this thing and we point fingers in all of these different areas, but the home. And in the home, the father gives guidance and the mother is a great teacher. You see? 
some of the now if you are a good parent if you are a good parent you don't mind someone saying your mother, your child is just like you you're proud of if you're a good parent and so what we want to do here is uh, briefly I want to talk about this because this bothers me with domestic violence domestic violence is sky high right now it's worse than it was, and it's always been bad. All right? So we have to educate our sons and our daughters. Teach our sons not to put those young ladies in that position. Teach our young daughters not to get in that position or allow anybody to put them in that position. Is that right? And so, you know, we like to go to church, and we like to hear these great messages. And I have to know, here at Christ Temple North, we are going to use the scriptures. Right, so if anybody is upset at the way I'm doing this, this is scripture. Right. 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 This is scripture. Alright, here we go. Wear their wisdom as a badge of honor and maturity. And so what we should do is when your mother and father has given you wisdom and knowledge and taught you and guided you, then you should wear that as a badge of honor and maturity. Right. You right. see? Right. You right. should wear that godly parents give godly wisdom and godly children ought to use that wisdom that their parents has given them and wear it like a badge of honor. Right. It, it, when you have a badge on, people see it. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a badge on, people see it. Right. Well, young people, when you have that, that badge of honor and wisdom that's been taught to you by your godly parents, you ought to wear that. Right. People ought to see that on you. They ought to know that you're different. Because you're wearing that wisdom and knowledge that mom and dad taught you. All right, that's right. All right, keep going. Not only a badge, but also fine jewelry around your neck. And the women mostly wear jewelry, so I like the way that says it. And wear that jewelry, wear around your neck. When someone looks you up and down, they're going to see the wisdom and the knowledge that your parents taught you about God and godliness. Do you understand? Yes. You see, sometimes we want to wear, uh, we wear a uniform, uh, and we play soccer, we wear one of soccer, basketball, basketball, football, football, baseball, and we get caught up, and I'm a baseball player, I'm a football player, I'm a soccer, I'm a, no, 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 no. When people see you, that should be the first thing they see. It's hard to be that. The first thing they ought to see is that badge of honor and maturity that you wear around your neck, of, excuse me, of wisdom and of knowledge that you have gotten from your godly parents. Am I doing all right? Amen. Amen. And in verse 10, my son and daughter, should your less honorable peers pressure you to do what is wrong? Now, see, here's the key. I don't care who you are, where you come from. If you go to high school or middle school or high school, you're going to have peers. And those peers will try to pressure you into doing what is wrong. I don't care where you go. There's always going to be those people that's going to try to pressure you uh, into doing what is wrong. And, and we know that as parents. So we should be able to, we are able to teach our children and give them the power and the maturity and the wisdom and the knowledge that when those peers come around to teach them what is wrong, they will be strong enough to say, I'm not going to go along with that. You see, let me tell you something. No doesn't have to explain itself. 
No does not have to explain itself. No means no. There's no sentence that right. behind Amen. that. That's right. Amen. You teach them that. When you say no, you don't have to explain yourself why you're saying no. No doesn't make any excuses. No doesn't. Uh, no. No means exactly that. And we need to teach our children, our young girls that, our young boys that, that when peer pressure comes up to them, no. And, and people, and wait a minute now, your peers will try to get you to keep talking and talking so sometimes you'll talk yourself out of what you do know. Amen. You understand? Amen. If Eve would have told Satan in the Garden of Eve, no. when he came in there and started talking about what God said and didn't mean and this, he got in a conversation with her. And she got in a conversation with him. If she would have just said no, and no means no, and walked away, that never would have happened. Right. So we know all of these things happen for But listen to the young people. Your parent, your godly parents, godly parents, have given you the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of a godly life. And that means no matter where you go, you're leading a godly life. I don't care if it's middle school, high school, college, you are to live a godly life. Right? right? And even after college, you are to live a godly life. Right. You see, there are things that I have I carry with me, and I like talking about my uncle Fred, you know, he was blind and and he would always uh, give me some of his wisdom. And I used to this day say, when I'd be able to leave, leave and go home, he'd say, Chet, don't take no wooden nickels. <laughs> and I have used that, and that's been over 60 years ago. But so here's what we're going to say. Young, young people, listen to me. No never has to explain itself. When you start explaining yourself, you'll get caught up. That's right. Just know. Alright? And that is actually what it says from the Passion. When peer pressure compels you to go with the crowd and sinners invite you to join in, you must simply say yeah. no. When, when, when they come to, they're going to do something, let's just use this, let's just go out and we're going to take party a little bit, we're going to a house party, or we're going to do this, or we're just going to drink a little bit, or smoke a little bit, or, or whatever they're going to do. Your answer is, I don't do that. And if they say something about you, say no. They only get one no. I'm done with it. I ain't trying to talk. This ain't no conversation. We don't have no conversation. When I say no, the conversation is right there. You see? Because you got to remember, there's, I tell people all the time, there is great potential in the graveyard, young people, and great potential in incarcerated young people. Because they didn't say no. And they got caught up into something, in some situation that other people influenced them to get caught up in. They played, they paid a weight of a price. Right. All right? Have a good All right, so we're going to go down to verse 19 from the message. So when you grab all that you can get, that's what happens. The more you get, the less you are. And if this, I love this part here where it tells us, listen to me. See, some people are too busy getting everything, and the more they get the less you become. And sometimes people get you in situations that you're getting this, they got you They got you focused on this, on this, and on this, and on this, and you're so focused on all of these different things, you become a less of a person. Amen. Mm -hmm. I've seen some beautiful, you know, I coached on the college campus for 25, well, 25 years, and I've seen some beautiful young ladies get caught up on that college campus, 
and they kept going here and doing here and listening to this. And the last thing that you knew, they were less, much less, uh, Sister Kim, than the person that they were when they stepped on that campus. All right. You understand? I remember one, this has been over 30 years ago. One of, uh, uh, one of the young ladies, a beautiful young lady, and very smart young lady, great personality, and, uh, but, you know, she's from another state, and she came to go to college to park, she was in park, and uh, she was a good athlete, dealing with what she had to deal with, and uh, I came from practice, came to practice, and I don't know why, but Sister Gwen was with me that particular particular day. I think somebody had an appointment and she came with me and I said I won't be long. I'll just get them and let them get working and I walked up to this young lady and she walked up to me and she says Coach uh, 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 I need to take a couple weeks off. And I looked in her face and this is exactly what I said because she knew Gwen was. I said go talk to Gwen. And she wouldn't talk to Gwen and she just broke down. Okay. She had just got there to get an abortion. Hmm. True story. Wow. And so Sister Gwen mentioned her and, and dealt with her. You see, it happens. That's why young people, if you want to listen, you need to hear what I'm saying. Amen. The more you come from other stuff around you, the less you become of yourself. Amen. Satan wants to rob you of your spiritual self. Right. Satan wants to rob you of your God self. Right. He wants to rob you of everything your godparents have taught you. Yeah. That's what he does. Right. And the more he starts doing it by pieces, he don't come all at once. He comes by piece here, piece there, piece there. Piece and the that. next thing you know, folks around you who used to know you and even you don't even know That's who right. you are. Right. Are you good? That's right. Amen. 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 And this is a lesson because we love our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, and uh, our, yes, our, our nephews and grandsons. We, we love all of these children, but let me tell you, life is tough because there's a lot of peer pressure out there. And this lesson can go on for even adults, but we're talking about what the proverb is talking about. The proverb, one proverb a day, if you can't read the whole proverb, cut it in sections, sit with your children, go over with your children. Because it will teach you the principles and the morals of life. All right. So verse 19 from the Passion puts it this way. In their ungodly disrespect for God. See, there are people that have their ungodly disrespect for God. Mm -hmm. And they will bring destructions on their own lives. Mm -hmm. And remember, misery doesn't love company. Misery demands company. Those people that will bring destructions on their lives, if you're in the car, if you go along with them. Everybody in the car goes to jail. Do you understand? Everybody at the party gets in trouble. So what, what we want to do is we want to get this lesson because Christ of the Lord, you have been taught here. Parents, get on your job. And if you don't know, call somebody who does know. Call your pastor up and ask for prayer. Call your pastor up and ask for scriptures. Call your, sometimes the teacher needs to be taught. Sometimes the parent needs to be taught. Call somebody up that's been through it. I've been on both sides. A horrible parent and a good parent. I can tell you what the horrible parent's like. I can tell you what the good parent's like. You see, call me up. I can identify which one is which. Because I live in both. All right, so, because we don't want to lose our children. You see? We don't want to lose
lose our children. And too many children are getting lost. The worst thing it'll be is to go visit one of your children that you raised right. And children, listen to me. The worst thing for a parent that's a godly parent is giving you everything, the information and the guidance and, 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 and taught you what to do from right and wrong. The worst thing for that parent is to go and see you incarcerated. Or to go to the hospital and see you going through a situation or circumstance because you fell into peer pressure. And I've never understood this peer pressure thing. I've always said that if peer pressure was so powerful, then why doesn't everybody try to be an A student? That ought to be peer pressure. Okay, that won't work really good. All right, go ahead. Uh, from the boys, verse 19. Okay, from the boys, verse 19. And I'm doing this on We don't want to lose any of our children. Amen. You know, there's a strange thing that we always talk about our children are the future. What kind of future are we talking about? Now, nothing wrong with this. I'm going to use this. I'm using this as a parable. Say parable. Parable. Children's lives matter. And I've heard parents, yes, I've heard parents talk to me and say, 
I, I've done everything I can to that boy. I don't know what happened to that boy. Pure pressure happened. Pure pressure. But that girl's just like, I've I done everything I could, pure pressure. That's for the ones that's done everything. If you've done everything you can and given the godly advice and the godly wisdom and the godly knowledge, then you may have a prodigal daughter or a prodigal son, but you won't blame yourself because you've given them everything they need to do. You'll cry and grieve because of the suffering that they had been in the prodigal son. If you remember the prodigal son, it, the father, it was a great par parable that Jesus used when the son came to his father and says, give me everything that is mine. The father didn't argue with him. He just gave it to him. But see, that son had heard, maybe that son, we don't know the story, but maybe that son is a parable. So maybe that son had heard, let's do it this way. That son had heard, oh, I'm going to go to, I want my father to give me all the, that's oh, mine, give me some money, and give me my car, and give me everything, because I'm grown now. I'm 18 years old, and I'm grown, and I want to go to all the of college. I want to go down to Florida. Kick it. And get in college. Everybody finds out you got a little change, a little money, and it goes for a while as you party. Prodigal son, he's the prayer of Jesus. Next thing, you spend everything. When you spend everything, then come on. But the prodigal son, the parable was, he was sitting in the hall pen. You remember that? And the Bible says, and when he came to himself, he said, I'll go back to my father's house. So when the Bible says, when he came to himself, that meant he was not at himself. Well, see, he wasn't at himself, okay? But he was had some place to go to. So sometimes, if you've done it right, right, your child may go and go a little crazy, but when they come to themselves, they know where to go. That's right. Amen. The problem is, some children, when it happens, they don't have a place to go. Right. Right. The Bible says, raise a child in the way a child should go, and in the many days they return. But some children don't have any place to return to because they haven't been taught the wisdom and the knowledge from their mother and their fathers. But those that have good godly mothers and fathers and young people, you will find out, the older you get, the smarter you'll find out your parents were. That's right. Amen. And you'll have some place to go. So in the commentary, it starts with, once gang mentality takes over. And once gang mentality takes over. That young man or woman could easily find himself or herself in an unexpected and troublesome situation. See, see once, once that gang mentality, that peer pressure takes over, you can find yourself in an unexpected, yes, troublesome situation. Following the peer pressure. That's why we pray for our daughters and our sons that the Holy Spirit keeps them and guides them. Problem is, they have to make the choices to do yeah. the right thing yeah. according to what we have taught them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man, I could have been a. It'd be awesome if God would save us, and then we didn't have any choices. We just do the right thing. Right. The problem is, we still have choices. Mm -hmm. Some people have anything to choose from, oh, but our children have something to choose from because we've given them godly information, Amen. wisdom, and knowledge. All right. Wisdom calls and her voice is clear. Remember your parents' instructions. So wisdom is telling you, hey, don't do that. You remember your parents' instructions. You remember your father told you, young man, don't get caught up into that. Your mother told you, young lady, don't go there. Don't drink that. Don't do that. Be careful who you surround around. 
said, Wisdom! Calls a voice and remembers your parents' instructions. This is a proverb. Remember your parents' instructions. And sometimes, let me tell you, that don't just stop at, at middle school, as they call it now, and, and, and high school. Uh, that can be mature adults. Right. You see, let me tell you, if you are 64 in here, then I'm 10 years older than you. That means I got 10 years more wisdom than you got. You understand? Don't never, we're all students in some kind of way. We all need parenting in some kind of way. But I'm just focusing on the young people because the suicide rate for young people and domestic violence in colleges and high school is sky high in middle school. So we've got to teach our boys and our girls the wisdom of God. Ain't nothing else working. Then it says, avoid violence and violent people. If you don't, violence will find you. And there's been a many a person that was innocent that right. went along with the crowd. Right. Right. I've always said this, isn't it strange? And so we say that there'll be three or four people in the crowd and one person is really doesn't want to be there, doesn't need to be there, that went along with the crowd, and if they shoot in the car, they hit that one. Right. 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 Don't even get around violence. Right. Right. People are doing all right. Amen. All right. And this is what we want to do. One proverb a day. Too much, cut it in half. Sit down with your children. Talk about it. Give them some guidance. Don't be, don't, don't send your children to a place they're not ready for. Somebody, there's an old saying that when you go to college, well, my kids need a college experience. And my daughter always says, if somebody tells that to her daughters, that what is that? Yeah. You don't need the college experience. You need to go to college and give all of those non-godly children the godly experience of your life. Alright? Verse 21 from the Passion. Yet wisdom's song is not always heard in the halls of higher learning. And I, and I took that because it says wisdom's songs is not always heard in the halls of higher learning. Mm -hmm. So I took that and I used that as a parable. I know it's this as some, the higher learning has got to be a place where folks are going to get educated. And it says, yet wisdom's song is not always heard in the halls of the higher learning. So that means you can be in a place where there's higher learning, but it doesn't mean wisdom's there. They can, you can be in a place where they're giving you great knowledge, but knowledge won't help you when you're in those situations of peer pressure. Wisdom does. There's a lot of educated fools. Amen. All right, here we go. But in the hustle and bustle of everyday life, its lyrics can always be heard above the din of the crowd. All right. You will hear wisdom's warning. As she preaches courageously to those who stop to listen. If you don't understand what you need to do, stop. Right. Just stop. Yeah. Young people hear what I'm saying. Stop. Breathe. Ask wisdom to give you the information and direction you need to go with that situation. Just stop. You like it. Hey, hey. 
They'll look at you. What's wrong with you? Hey! <laughs> Lady Wisdom's talking to me right now. Shut up. <laughs> let me hear. Verse 23, come back to your senses and be restored to reality. Sometimes we need to come back to our senses and be restored to reality because you've got to remember, Satan is like a lion. Yes. Roaring lion. See if we made it like. Come back to your senses. Mm -hmm. Don't even think about refusing my rebuke. Yes. Don't you know that I'm ready to pour out my spirit of wisdom upon you All right. and bring you to the revelation of my words that will make your heart wise? I hear people saying, go by your heart. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Listen to wisdom, the spirit of wisdom. God will pour the spirit of wisdom upon your heart and you will make the decision, the right decision. Right. 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 Yeah. The Bible says guard your heart. You guard your heart with what? You guard your heart with wisdom. The Holy Spirit will give you the wisdom to guard your heart. And some of you, some of the people, some of the, folk, the adults, some of the uh, we call seniors, we'll all tell you, every bad mistake that we ever made is we made it with our own heart, but not with the wisdom poured into our heart. People, I've heard people tell uh, young people say this, well, if you don't know what you're doing, just follow your heart. No! You don't want to go there. You don't know what you're doing. Pray to God, to the Holy Spirit, come on, fill you with wisdom, your heart with wisdom, to make the right decision. Amen. All right? And at 26, I will laugh when your calamity comes and will turn away from you at the time of your disaster. Make a joke of my advice, will you? Then I'll make a joke out of you. So wisdom says, okay. Thank you. It says, wisdom says, okay. You don't want to listen to me? Go ahead. You think that's all? There's a scripture where Jesus says, they'll mock you. You say, Lord, Lord, Lord. He said, do what I say. He said, I'll just say, Lord, Lord, Lord. All right, here we go. I'm finishing up. And from the message. What if the roof falls in and your whole life goes to pieces? Now, what if the roof falls in and your whole life falls to pieces? And I've seen that with a lot of knowledge, knowledgeable people. They had the knowledge, but the roof fell in and their life fell to pieces because they didn't go by the wisdom and the knowledge and the maturity that they were taught. All right? And then it says, what if catastrophe strikes and there's nothing to show for your life but rubble and ashes? And I've seen people who had a great, great future ahead of them fall apart, get with the wrong people, life fell apart, and there was nothing but rubble and ashes. You don't want to be one of these people. All right, I got all three of these here, different versions, so that we get an understanding. There's one thing that I want to make sure that I do as a teacher, that you've got the information. So if you're bored, just try to not go to sleep. All right? Don't you give me the house. All right? So in verse 31 tells us, now you will eat the bitter fruit of your own ways. And that's when you get out of it, listen, and when you are not a godly person and you are in the natural, you're going to eat the bitter fruit of your own ways. That is disaster. Then it says you There's a song that that used to help especially made it very popular because I did it my way. Don't remember that song. I think he died in his forties. That ain't a good way. 
Huh? If you eat that bitter fruit of your own ways, you've made your own bed. Now lie in it. So now, do you like it? Do you like that? That's what the scripture says. You like it? You made your own bed. You like it? And a parent, a good parent can do that. A good, godly parent has done everything for their child and tried to give them the information and that child turned away from the wisdom and the knowledge and the, and that their parents give them and say they don't get it. That's what happens. You've got to live with it. Amen. Jim, can I say this? I'm going to say it. Say yes, amen. Now you've got to live with it. It used to just be you laying that bed. Now you've got to pay it. Oh, let me go ahead. It used to be just you. Now you got an addiction. Verse 32. Don't you see what happens, you simpletons, you idiots? Carelessness kills, complacency is murder. That's the message. I'm not speaking to that. You already got it. I love the message. I love these Bible interpreters. Because it gives us to get it right down home. Okay? And again from the voice. You see, it's turning away from me that brings death to the simple. And that's what happens. When you turn away from God, a part of you will die. Yes. Right. And you don't have to be a physical death. It can be a spiritual death or a moral death. Yes. All right? And it's self-satisfaction that destroys the fools. And bending, it is self-satisfaction that destroys the fools. There's a, there's a many a person right now that would come up here and witness and testify that their self-satisfaction destroyed their life. We read about it, but we hear about some of these great athletes that have a great future ahead of them, and they do something stupid. They lose all the money. We talk about all the money. Not only did they lose the money, they lost their self-respect. They lost their integrity. Because they were satisfying themselves. That's what drugs and alcohol and all of these other things that can happen. They will destroy you. All right. I think we got the message. And the passion. The passion. Yep. Verse 33. First pay attention to me and then relax. Now you can take it easy because you're in good hands. Wisdom says pay attention to me. Relax. No, I'm not going. No, I'm not doing that. Right. What are you going to do? I'm going to go over and sit, take a deep breath, and relax, and allow the Holy Spirit to lead directly what I need to do. Right. Last one. Yes. But the one who always listens to me will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace. That's what wisdom does. Wisdom says, if you listen to me, you will live undisturbed in heavenly peace. Free from fear. Confident and courageous. That's what you do with that wisdom. You're free from fear. Huh? Yes. You have confidence. That's why I wear a mask. Wisdom tells me to put a mask on. You see? And the wisdom says you got the knowledge from the doctors and the nurses put a mask on. Amen. 
see? And then at your congregation, you do the same thing. Right. It will all be healthy. Right. You see? Stay six feet away from each other. Amen. Wash your hands. Amen. Build your immune system up. Don't listen to a fool. You do to his Listen to wisdom. God loves you, right? He'll give you godly advice, right? Godly wisdom, right? Godly wisdom says, wear ass. I'm giving you these great people that's got with the school and scientists are telling you, they're giving you the knowledge. Wisdom tells you follow the knowledge of those that I've given the knowledge. And you can live a courageous life. And you will rest unafraid. Alright? Yes, unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. And wisdom will give you shelter from the storms of life. I'm going to say that again. And wisdom will give you shelter for the storms of life. Now I'm going to go to everybody, kids and everybody, no folks. Wisdom will give you shelter from the storms of life. That's physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Amen. Wisdom will keep you from those storms of life. Amen. And you can live a courageous and life. Amen.